0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Liz Gill. Can you all guess what we're going to talk about today? Tires, air, springs, shock absorbers, and you put them all together, and that's your suspension system. At least I think so. <laughs> that's what Google told me. So, but Coach is going to tell us more and answer your vehicle repair questions. Hello, Coach
2: Charlie. Uh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
2: I am doing just great.
1: So, so what did I leave out? What all is in suspension? You, you start with the road, and what touches the road is the tires. And then there's air in the tires.
2: Well, once you start talking about suspension systems, they've changed so much over the de- decades. Uh, you have a passive suspension system. Those are just the ones that have the springs in them and the shocks and that you can't do anything about. But then you have your uh, active suspension system where now the car changes the way it rides on with computers.
1: Oh, so it knows if you're going over a bumpy road or a smooth
2: road? Well, give you a good example, my uh, wife's Mercedes has like four different settings. You can put it on sport setting. Oh, okay. Comfort setting. Uh, then I think there's a couple more settings that you could change the suspension system.
1: So, I've heard about that in car reviews and I've I've, you know, wondered why why would you prefer one over the other?
2: because uh, the shocks stiffen up and it's according to what kind of um, ride you want. If you want a soft ride or if you want a Why stiff Why would ride. you
3: never want comfort ride? <laughs> that's,
2: that's what they're talking about. So different type rides.
3: Well I can tell you from experience I've, I've played with those comfort and sport and then sport X and it is really interesting. When I first got the car I was playing with the C and the S and I was like well, what is this and I was driving when I moved them. <laughs> and you can feel the and instantly feel the difference in the drive. But I was I'm glad you asked that question, Liz. I was going to ask you, how do you know which one is best or is not one that's best? It's whatever you want. It's uh, really
2: what you want and how comfortable. You know, most people are going to put that uh, suspension system on comfort. That's what I'm driving. Instead on. of sport, mm-hmm. sport is more where it's going to be a little stiffer, where it's going to come around the it, curves and yeah, stuff like and that. Yeah, and it pulls right. really fa- well. It um, what's the word? Jerks? Jerks yeah, a little bit. Jerks yeah, jerks a little bit. Um, you feel like you are in a sports car. Right. You are, um, most people are going to be comfort, in the comfort range. Right.
1: Is Does one of them or the other do fuel economy better? They do have an economy, an right.
3: uh, E, uh, and it, it is for to save gas and things like that. I'd never put it on that one. I guess I think it's slower in my mind. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's according to how the vehicle is set up as what is uh, for the fuel efficiency. Yes, once again, it's according to how it's set up and every Everything's on sensors, and electronics now. You know, I was thinking about, as I was thinking about suspension from where it used to be, nothing but springs and leaf springs and coil springs, shocks. Well, we no longer have shocks maybe in the rear of some vehicles still. We have struts now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, y'all are talking about fancy pants cars. Let's 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 go to my 2008 Dodge Grand Caravan. So, like, uh, the shock absorbers—those aren't things anymore.
2: Well, they do. Some vehicles still have shock absorbers, but most vehicles now went to uh, struts. Oh, what's a strut? A strut is a three-piece thing. It has a coil spring on it. It has the shock itself and the damper all together. Oh, okay. All right. Where you used to be able to put a shock individually, a spring, and all the other parts used to come separate. Now they come together.
1: That sounds more expensive. It is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is more expensive.
1: We're talking about suspensions. Our email address for your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. You mentioned how they, they've changed. What uh, cars in the, the 90s, what kind of suspensions did they have?
2: They were mostly uh, passive type suspension systems where you couldn't do anything about them. Uh, I don't know if you remember a long time ago that the guys would put airbags and air shocks on their vehicles. And what they'd do, they'd raise those cars that, with those air shocks. Well, guess what? now they do it by themselves Oh, so right. the cars do it them by themselves they can raise them up lower them down and a good example of that is when you get on have you ever seen a city bus maybe not in jackson oh but yeah these big it'll, city it'll
1: lower it for a passenger to
2: get on it, it will sh- lower it all the way down that's what you hear it's yeah. releasing the air and then when they get ready to go they put it in drive right, it raises back up and then goes oh that's the suspension okay that's
1: very interesting um, so, how do I know if there's a problem with my suspension?
2: Well, now they'll have, if you look on the uh, message center, they'll have a check suspension system or Dura-Track system uh, off. They'll, the lights will come on the dash again. But now, for the older cars, you're going to hear noise. Noise. Okay.
1: Right. Uh, Clunking will you, noise. Will you notice a feel?
2: You would feel uh, some things, but most of the time you're going to hear a noise before you notice a feel. Okay. You may feel a vibration, you know, for things going bad. Now, if you think about suspension systems, it's really just for your comfort. It's to keep those four wheels on the road. The bigger footprint you have, the better stability you have.
1: Uh, Is that why some people like to put great big old tires on their vehicles? Or is Mm, that something
2: else? No, that's something else.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, let's go to the phones and go to Madison and talk with Steve. Steve, we're so glad you've called in today to autocorrect to talk with Coach Charlie. What's your comment or question?
4: Yeah, thanks. Uh, I have a uh question. BMW 3 Series that uh, the guy I bought it from put some adjustable struts on it and it's been lowered and uh, he said that he took it to a, a car service center to get the, the alignment done but it was too low um, and they couldn't do it do you have any suggestions of where I might take this thing to get the alignment done
2: what, did you do? what service center did you take it to
4: uh, I believe he
2: took it to Car Care Clinic. Okay, I would take it somewhere like Gateway or something that has a lift that they can pull it up on and do alignments on it. You know, and the thing is, as you lower those cars, you'll notice that the rear wheels uh, start spreading out a little bit. They look like they're spreading out. Like, um, I mean, uh, a lot of times those suspension systems lower, you make the car, the camber changes on those uh, rear wheels, and you'll wear your tires out a lot. Right. So, But you do need to get a front wheel and a rear wheel alignment on those type of cars. And I would take someone like Gateway or somebody that deals with uh, suspensions
4: a lot. Sure, sure. That sounds great. I'll try them out. Thank you very much.
2: You're so welcome.
1: Yeah, so I guess some places have the repair people like in a pit under and then other places lift your vehicle
2: yeah you want it on a uh, you want to get alignment you want to pull it up on alignment rack and make sure because the car are so low you don't want to hit anything up mm-hmm. underneath them
1: let's go to mobile and talk with neil neil we're glad you've called in today what's your comment or question
5: hey thanks for uh, taking my call um i've just started um changing the oil in our cars um, and I noticed that. Um, so I think you know, you get the oil and you get the change of filter as well. And I've looked at the filters and the standard filters. They um, and the advice is change the oil every 3,000 miles or every three months. So I look at the filters, and I guess any filter would do for if you're going to change it every three months but then they have these extended life filters. And so I asked the people in the store, well, what do you do with an extended life filter? Do you wash it out and reuse it or, or, or what? Um, and they don't know. Um, they couldn't give me a straight answer to that, you, you know, because I know the filter's where all the gunk collects, isn't it? Uh, yes, but sir. Well, I would have thought he'd chuck it away, but... Then why have an extended life filter? What? What's the? Why would I buy an extended life filter rather than an ordinary one?
2: Well, let's look at the same. Let's talk about a filter, air filter in your house. The same thing is that right. more that filter costs, more it's going to uh, filter because of the material is closer together and it can uh, get the particles out better. It can filter those particles out better, and that's the same thing with a extended life filter. All it is, it has better filtering material inside. Of it. Oh, so it's actually
5: better quality?
2: Better quality. That's exactly what it is.
5: Oh, okay. Great. That's Thanks. All I to
1: know. Hey. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Neil. That's a good analogy because you can get some air filters for your home that are super duper flimsy and then right. you can get the six month or, or nine right. days. Right.
2: It's, it's just the material inside the filter that uh, filters better and, and makes it better.
1: If you've got a question, send us your emails. We've got a couple to look at right now. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about suspensions. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
7: Hey there, it's David Green. You know, there comes a time when you've just got to let go of that old vehicle. Maybe it has lots of great memories, but it's also maybe just taking up space. And selling it can be such a hassle. So here's one thought. Let this station take that vehicle off your hands. Proceeds from the sale benefit this station, and you could get a tax break. Thanks.
0: Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV
2: by going to mpbonline.org.
1: You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So here are the latest recalls. Kia has recalled 2013 and 14 Optimas for a leaking fuel hose. 2017 through 22 Ford Super Duty trucks are recalled over their drive shafts. 2014 Kia Souls are being recalled over a front airbag issue. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website. Say it with me folks, N H tsa.gov slash recall put in that vin or just find their safer car app and stick it on your phone we're talking about suspensions today but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions don't forget our email address auto at mpbonline.org let's go to yazoo city and talk with willie willie we're glad you've called in to talk to coach today what's your comment or question
8: Yes. I got a two thousand twelve Nissan Mic. And uh you be driving it and it'll pull to the left and then it also pull to the right. And I was wondering what the problem.
2: Is. Well it sounds like you could have a suspension problem under there or maybe um the control arm bushings or something maybe loose in the front. You have upper gun Upper control and lower control. Now, a lot of these vehicles now, I think that Maximum would probably have a strut for your upper control arm and, I mean, for your lower control arm. And that strut could be bad as well because uh, when they did away with that uh, upper control, uh, lower control arm and using the strut, that now that was part of that suspension system that goes bad. So what I'd do, I would just check those struts on that front end of that vehicle and see what kind of problem you have because it sounds like you got something loose up front.
8: Okay. Well, it, it been, they've been replaced. Uh, struts been replaced.
2: So they replaced them. Did they check all the bushings and everything up the upper con- uh, the upper control arm and all that? Well, they're supposed to. And I would check those bushings because it just sounds like you got something loose. If it pulls to the left and right when you hit a hole, that's what it sounds like to me.
8: Well, no, I can I can be driving on the road. I mean, straight road and pretty good road, and uh, it, all of a sudden you can feel it. Well, you can feel it pulling to the left and then it'll, it'll, it'll pull to the right i i never had heard that's the first time i've
2: heard it well let me ask you a question have you uh checked your steering system because if you're on a straight road it pulls to the left or right and something could be wrong with your steering system because okay. that has a rack and pinion steering system on it and it can make it uh, pull to the left and right okay.
8: and one other thing I'm having uh, trouble with a, a vibration when you accelerate, it's solid sort vibrating of vibrating. I was wondering, uh, you know, those. I figured that uh, those uh, CV joints might be going bad. I got probably about uh, 90,000 miles on it.
2: Uh, does it click or make any noise when you turn to the left or right? No, I i never heard it click. Okay, that's a good that's a good way to tell if your CV axles uh, are going bad. If it clicks when it uh, turns left to right, and you hear it uh, right. start to make a clicking noise, so I check those and make sure the boots not busted on the CV a- axles. Right, I, I checked that uh, myself, and I didn't see one on busted. Okay, the next it's, thing it's, I would check
8: accelerated it. Accelerated, it, it just it just started. That probably the last uh, month or so. Yeah, vibrations are
2: hard to find. Yeah. Okay, I really appreciate it, and I
8: enjoy y'all's show. I, I listen to it all
2: the time. Well, we thank you so much, buddy.
1: Thanks, Willie. We're glad you called in. I hope uh, Coach has given you a couple of good things that you can check on. Let's go to Raymond and speak with Alan, Alan, we're glad you're called into auto correct. What's your comment or question for Coach?
7: Oh, oh, damn! Oh, I love this show. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, you mentioned my suspension the show. I don't know. This is probably old, but when I was looking at the Lincoln LS, they had a special version of suspension. Does that mean you have a stiffer ride or it absorbs better or? <laughs>
2: It sounds like it's obsolete now. <laughs> on which, which type of suspension system? That one's now. Okay, <laughs> um, on those, that's a Ford uh, suspension system, and they have changed the technology on those suspension systems. And, you know, more they change the technology, more sensors they're going to put on those in order to fill the road and to change that suspension system. Most uh, vehicles before, uh, I would say, the 90s were like um, passive. They were passive suspension systems where they they all had shocks and struts and leaf springs and coil springs, and that was your suspension system. Now, like I say, now we have active suspension systems that change with the road. Oh, okay. Can I make you a quick quick Ask about uh, how long does a car use um, 100% synthetic oil? Is there a r- rule of thumb? Nah, there's not really a rule of thumb on it. It's Once again, just uh, go by the manufacturer uh, when they ask you to change those intervals. But the thing is, I will tell you, I had a caller get on there today and said that you should change it every 3,000 miles. Now, I will tell you, changing oil, the manufacturer recommends a certain time to change that oil. And, you know, on some cars it's uh, 7,500, some it's 10,000 because oils have changed filters have changed and by oils changing filters changing that means that it's all better it's not like we used to have Quaker State years and years ago it's not like that oil so you know if you're driving in a harsh condition and that means a lot of stop and go driving then I would say change your oil regardless you know every 35 to 5,000 miles but if if you're not driving a lot and you're just on the highway you ain't got to change it every 3,000 miles Oh,
7: step. Yeah. But, which, which filter should you get? Should you get this? If it 5,000, are you going to be driving that filter for 5,000 or
2: 10,000? Well, the filters really don't have a uh, limit on when they're—you just change your filters every time you change your oil, no matter what.
7: Oh, yeah, I do that, but I just want—is it better—well, I guess you get—like, I, I just missed the call before.
2: There was uh, something about a better filter. Oh, yeah. If you have a better filter, they're called extended life filters, and those filters are what they're going to put on uh, vehicles that have oil changed every 10,000 miles. They're not uh-huh. going to put a uh, light filter on something that's going to be changed every 10,000 miles. Okay. I just figured it doesn't pay to get
7: the cheaper one, even though you're changing every so
2: often. Nah, you can go ahead and get a extended life. That's why the oil, that's what I'm saying once again, the oil intervals are much longer now. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome.
1: Thanks, Alan. We're glad you've called in. Patty has called in from Winona, and we're glad Patty's called in.
4: Patty, what's your comment or question for Coach? Okay, I have a question about my braking system. I have a 2019 Suburban, and I don't know, several months ago, all of a sudden, for some reason, the grade braking activated mechanism came on, and I noticed there was a difference with the brakes, and I noticed that the, you know, it said on the, um, the screen, grade braking activated, and so I Googled it, and in order to get the grade braking grade off, you have to mash this button on the gear shift thing for like 10 seconds, and then it says, grade braking off. Why did this happen, and do I need to, I mean, why did it do that, and I realize that grade breaking is like if you're hauling something and going downhill, then it uses your transmission and stuff like that to slow you down, but why would it all of a sudden do that?
2: well there might have just been a glitch in there uh, maybe you were going down a hill or maybe you are pulling something and it's it, the computer thought that there was a heavier load on the vehicle than it was and that's the reason why it comes on. Uh, that button you push that was to either to cut the towing off or cut it on that's just what those buttons are for and that's exactly what you're talking about is that when the grade comes on they use the transmission more to slow the vehicle down than they do the brakes and it sounds like to me that the uh, transmission or or something was just read the computer read it wrong and cut it on has it come on since you uh cleared it
4: every time you crank the vehicle every time you crank the vehicle it's in grade braking and you have to press that button for 10 seconds to get to regular braking and also when it goes back to the regular braking the brakes are not as tight it seems like you have to mash the brake pedal Further, you know, it goes further into the floorboard before it actually starts slowing down.
2: Is there a check engine light on that one? uh, No. Okay. What I would do, uh, there may not be a a check engine light on there due to it's not emission. But what I do is put a scan tool on it and have them check that uh, braking system because it it throws codes by itself. So I would uh, have that checked because, like say, it shouldn't be in uh, grade braking all the time. You're right.
4: Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Patty. So your computer can throw codes, but it doesn't tell you it's throwing codes.
2: Right. On some of them, like climate control, um, there are certain codes in the vehicle that it will not say if you had a radio problem and all, you won't see that light come on where it says check engine because usually the check engine light is just really for uh, uh, emission codes.
1: Oh, okay. Good to know. Let's go to Natchez and talk with Buddy now. Buddy, we're glad you've called in for coach. What's your comment or question?
9: Well, I've been calling in a time or two about a fuel pump relay that clicks after I turn off the engine on this seventy on this uh two thousand one tracker. And uh there's been all sorts of uh ideas about what's causing the fuel pump relay to sit there and just start clicking like crazy. And uh, after 154,000 miles, my alternator started going bad. I changed the alternator, and since then, the thing hasn't been clicking. It seems like it's fixed my problem, and I've seen no way in the world that the two of them are related to each other, but it cleared up. We were talking about oils a while ago and wanted to comment, I know that oils have really changed because I've gotten a, a diagram out of Mother Earth News, to make a nice shop heater from a water heater tank and use the motor oil to uh, drip into it and cause it to burn and heat the shop and everything works fine. But lately, in the sense the 90s, oil has changed to the point where it's got such a high temperature before it burns that the heater no longer works worth a darn.
2: <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the reason...
9: The improvement of the oil has caused my heater not to work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's probably the reason why cars run better and engines run longer due to the improvement yeah. in the oil.
9: Absolutely, so you're right on about oil being changed. It has certainly changed. Let that's
2: me tell you something better. about your. Let me tell you something about your alternator real quick. On that alternator, and you said that the relay quick clicking after you put the alternator on it. Maybe that alternator wasn't putting out enough voltage at the time uh, to make that uh, relay go ahead and cut off
9: yeah could have been because i know by the windows what the electric windows were a little bit dragging when he was trying to go up and down and well down it was all right but going up it would drag and i noticed now this thing has lights that stay on all the time headlights and the lights were dim and then the motor would just drag trying to get the window up but since i they go up and down a whole lot easier now.
2: And Yeah, that, voltage, that well, voltage and amperage changed in that alternator.
9: Yeah, it may have been what was causing it. That's right. Well, we're glad All you right, got well, it I fixed. Love, you. love your show.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks, buddy. We appreciate you calling in. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking suspensions between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, recently retired from Clinton's High School Automotive Technology Program, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You can listen to our show and other on demand. You can also click support. And we really thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Remember, AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. In the news, not so much in the news, but on the air, on Tuesdays in legal terms, we had the General Counsel for the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, and he reminded us that um, you're going to need a real ID, but not until May 3rd of 2023 to fly in an airplane or enter some uh, federal buildings. But uh, he also cleared it up. Department of Public Safety handles people licenses. Department of Revenue handles vehicle licenses. We're talking about suspensions today. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Tristan from Enterprise. Tristan, we're so glad you've called into Auto AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question?
10: Uh, yes, ma'am, look, I have, a, I guess, maybe an off-topic question, uh, issue um okay a, two, a 2015 Kia Optima um I have, have brake light issues okay the um, the, the middle brake light works but my two brakes on my on my side the two main brake lights don't work and I, I change the bulbs, I check my fuses and um you know I I, don't ha- I have issues with my brake lights
2: okay do you have any issue with it going you don't have no issues with it going into gear or anything right uh no sir i don't okay so that would alleviate the switch down at the brake pedal okay because that switch would make the all three lights come on now let me ask you a question is there a relay for those brake lights
10: um i'm not a hundred percent i i was I, i checked through them um like both fuse, uh, fuse uh, boxes, or whatever, like the, the one inside my hood and the one uh, below my steering wheel. Right. Um, uh, well, of course the, 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 the relays will, or they would be in my, in my hood, but I didn't see it. I, well, I don't notice. I don't know if they have one or not.
2: Okay, because it would say stop light, or it may say something else type of light. But usually, what I would do on that one, since the middle light works on the car and the two side lights don't work, they're wired together. So, I would most likely see where if I had any fire down at those uh, sockets, because a lot of times, uh, General loaders had more problems than this than some of the others, where the sockets themselves, where the bubs go in, would go, they get burnt, and then they would not make a connection.
10: Okay. So, you know you, what? I think I did. Yeah, I did see one that was. Uh, Kind of, uh, kind of darker than than the other one.
2: Right. Yeah, I would check those because does it have a little like a um, a solid state uh, on the back of it, or is it just a plug in and two wires?
10: Um. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I don't understand the question. Uh, it just you know it goes in, then I turn it, and so so it locks in the socket.
2: Okay, what it sounds like minute. to me, it has a solid state. I would look at that whole connection from where that uh, light bulb goes into that connection. Okay. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay, appreciate
1: it. Ooh, so so does that mean a whole new light configuration
2: thing? Well, where the lights go in, the bubs go in, you can replace that whole piece there. And it's not very expensive. Oh, that's good to know.
1: Let's go to Chico in Oxford. Good morning, Chico. We're glad you called in today. What's going on?
6: Good morning, y'all. I've got a question for Coach, but I wanted to say that I really like the music y'all have added to the show. (laughs) Awesome. And and, and I want to suggest brand new Cadillac by The class.
1: Oh, all right. Next time we're Cadillac,ing we'll I'll make a note of that.
6: All right, um, Coach. We all know the Ford F one hundred and fifty pickup is the best
2: vehicle to ever made. I got one.
6: Yeah, I you know I
2: I wouldn't dream of
6: driving anything else, and. Um, When when I when I'm out in traffic and I see other Ford F-150, it makes me feel good about myself and about that person driving that Ford F-150, and it makes me feel good about the strength of America, and it just I just feel good when I see a Ford F-150. Well, here in Lafayette County, we don't have an animal shelter, so we got a lot of stray dogs, and there's a lot of stray dogs around my house, and I feel and times are tough i have to go with the cheapest dog food i can get so i go to walmart get that old roy 50 pound bag right okay now i'm not making this up anybody can go to walmart and see this is the truth but on that bag of dog food right where you put your hand to pull it open there's a small drawing of a ford f-150 and do you think they're just subliminally doing that to make people feel better about buying cheap dog
2: food well, like you said, that F-150 is the best truck out there, you know, so maybe they're just saying, hey, we're going to try to sell you the best.
1: Well, I think Sam Walton, that was like his thing. That Old Roy is a Walmart brand, and Sam Walton was famous for driving around yeah, in his yeah, own old pickup Ford truck.
2: Tru- old Ford truck. So that,
1: that was probably uh, Sam's truck. Okay, because I looked all over the bag
6: for like Ford Motor Company, something like that, but it's just this little drawing of, of a yeah. I think Ford that's
1: F-150. that's that's Sam's truck, Sam Walton's.
6: So, so he saved money by driving a well-made truck, and he was able to start Walmart.
2: That's right.
1: And, and you can, okay. too.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'll get right on that. Thanks, y'all. Well, thanks, I know.
2: Chico. Chico, I know that you're in God's country up there, so hottie toddy <laughs> That's
0: exactly right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to Thomas in Starkville. Thomas, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question?
7: I got a question about
8: a 2012 Silverado uh i keep getting this message in the dashboard service stability track and stability track is off sometime it comes on and it goes off and then sometime it comes on and stay on for two or three days what's the cause of that
2: well on those stability tracks uh you do you have a check engine light where the on the vehicle right now
10: no check engine light is not on
2: okay is the vehicle missing uh, where the cylinder is missing do you feel a miss or anything a slight miss okay now if you have a slight miss in there that sevilla track will come on because it's changing the torque of the engine and sevilla Track may think that it's unsteady unsteady so you might want to check that i just had that last week that same problem okay man thanks a lot yes sir
1: thanks thomas we're glad you called in let's go to rebecca in jackson rebecca thanks for calling into autocorrect what you got for coach today
3: um, yes, yeah, so a few weeks back, a caller had called in about his uh, transmission on a, a higher mileage truck he had, and he was explaining how when it changed from first to second gear, it was it was like someone almost like bumped him from behind, like it's a real hard change, and uh, he it was the original transmission. And my question is: I just had my transmission, like, completely overhauled in a uh, Hummer, and it, it's doing the same thing with the brand new transmission.
2: Well, what did the uh, manufacturer whoever you had to overhaul it? What did they say when you went back to them?
3: Uh, I called them back, and they said um, they said that they could they could fix it. They could take care of that, but they didn't
2: say anything yet about what what would cause that or and uh, you gotta understand that could be the torque converter it could be the shifting points of where it shifts from gear to gear so there's a lot of things that could cause that in that transmission usually a torque converter is gonna make it shudder, but a lot of times it could be the shifting points in that transmission and they're not right Uh, I would take it back to them and tell them that it's shifting real hard and they'll they should be able to fix it it may just need a uh, computer flash to change the shifting points.
3: Because it also seems to, once it goes into, I don't know, fourth gear, um, you know, it just seems to lug a lot once it kicks over into the fourth, I don't know if it's overdrive.
2: Right, that's whatever, overdrive. It it, right, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it could.
3: seems to lug real bad. And um, I, I was just kind of surprised with the brand-new transmission when that caller called in a few weeks ago and saying his older truck was doing that I thought wow a brand new one would do it too well there's
2: a lot of times that the computer the transmission control module needs to be reflashed and that means that reprogrammed and to make it work better
3: okay so that's not just something totally
2: bizarre that oh no no that's that's common like I say it could be just a computer problem where they can just reflash that computer
3: Okay. And then uh, um, a couple months ago, the, the front end differential went out. Would that have anything to do with the transmission or be related? Um, something
4: they would have seen?
2: Well, no, it really doesn't have anything. The front differential, since it's a four-wheel drive, wouldn't have anything to do with the transmission at all. You do have a drive shaft that goes back to that transmission where it uh, changes where you put it in four-wheel drive. But for the differential to go out in the front, it's not the transmission not going to make that happen.
3: Okay. I didn't know. I didn't think it would necessarily make it happen, but I was wondering if it would have been obvious or well, the only. you uh, need to go
2: Well, the only thing obvious you would see under there, if they were up underneath it, if the drive shaft was loose and you could feel the... Uh, the pinion loose in that uh differential but now you will if you had an oil leak or something like like that coming out of the rear of that pinion you should be able to see oil leak and what happens usually with those uh differentials that it's front wheel drive i mean it's re- uh, four wheel drive and water gets up in there and destroys the bearings mm, it hasn't been leaking
3: it wasn't leaking
2: anything right well, that's what I would check, and just uh, I'd take that transmission back and just have them check it for you.
1: All right, thanks, Rebecca. We're glad that you called in, and yeah, you get frustrated when someone doesn't fix your car right, but you got to give them a chance to to try fix it. to it
2: right. You got to go back and try to get them to do it right.
1: We're discussing suspensions and taking your repair questions. Don't forget you can send an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review coming up from Casey Williams. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
0: from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. If you're a fan of the Cadillac Escalade, but just don't feel like you need a great big giant truck to drive around all the time, the vehicle we have this week might be perfect for you. It's the 2022 Cadillac XT6 Platinum Edition. Platinum means it has all the luxury features on it. So you move inside, it's got the wood grain on the dash, the suede headliner, even French stitching around the horn button, just all the really nice materials. Heated and ventilated front seats, heated seats in the rear, Bose audio system twin panel sunroof, and a heads-up display, and of course all the safety gear. On the outside, you get a very similar look to the Escalade, with a big chrome grille, squinty LED headlamps, and vertical lighting elements, front and rear. Under the hood, it's a 3.6 liter V6, delivering 310 horsepower, and still fairly efficient, 18 miles per gallon in the city, 25 on the highway. Of course, all this is gonna come at a price. The base price for the XT6 is just under $49,000. This one has equipped $70,965.
1: See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, a show that explores issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life's disruptions. Whatever it is, we're
4: here to help. Find out what we're all about and subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or by downloading our MPB Public Media app.
1: This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. Time for Coach Charlie's tip of the week.
2: You know, it's starting to get warm out there. Everybody has spring fever, so I would want to take him, get ready to check those air conditioner systems, make sure they're ready for the summer so you are cool. Excellent.
1: Let's go to Jackson and talk with Clyde Ng. Clyde thanks for calling in today. What's your comment or question?
3: My question is about tires. We have a, a 2013 JX and Sandy SUV, and we've been, it's been diagnosed having a dry rot. We bought the tires in 2017 from the company, and uh, I had in and, and my tires was low on, on the front front uh, right, I believe, on the front left, and they could not repair because they claimed they couldn't repair it. So the treads were low, and of course, it was dry lot. I went there for all filter and all change. The main did go plus the, t- the left tire.
2: Okay, let me tell you about most, uh, well, really most tire centers right now do not want to do anything with tires that are five years or older because of the dry rot. And dry rot is oxidation uh, from the chemicals in the air. And the rubber just gets dry and it starts cracking. That's exactly what it is. And Uh you'll see that on the side of the uh, sidewall. You won't see it really on the top of the tire, on the tread, but you will see it on the sidewall. And most uh, manufacturers of the tires will not even warrant you after five years because of that. Okay. So
3: we should just get new tires. I, I, I don't want to get the dealer tires anymore. I want go somewhere else for
2: my tires. Yeah, you can just get tires anywhere. You know, um, it's just according to what you want and just go get tires. And, you know, after five years, go ahead and replace them.
3: Okay, thank you so much. You're so welcome.
1: Thanks, Claudine. Uh, Let's do a repeat of a question we had uh, about someone's electronic control module. What's your advice for him?
2: On this one here where it says... um he took it to the mercedes dealer and he had the fuse panels and all changed but here i'm sort of a little mixed up on it here you said that it wouldn't turn over and then you said it wouldn't crank you know so there's a different things here you know they wanted to replace the starter and the battery well if it's turning over they don't need to replace the starter or the battery at all because the engine's turning so it sounds like to me it may be some type of ignition problem so and like i said you said you changed the crank sensor and the cam sensor but i would check the ignition module on this one here
1: awesome let's do another email let's do uh, 2013 ford edge sport the backup camera was working fine till one day it was upside down is this a bad camera or something else?
2: I would think it's the console uh, on the screen, the screen on the console, because if the camera's not been moved, it's not been replaced, it's only going to look at it at one direction. So that's going to be in your uh, console.
1: So uh, this is going to be a electronic technician could do this?
2: Yeah, electronic, yeah.
1: All right. Let's do this last email. This is a uh, 2010 Nissan Frontier with 155,000 miles. It's been reliable, but now there's four known issues that need attention. Catalytic converter, converter, air peg, uh, warning light, air tire pressure sensors, and a cracked windshield. Um, Would you think the cost of repairing the truck would be recovered if they chose to trade it in or sell it or just sell it as is.
2: Well, the catalytic Converter itself, those are pretty expensive, but you could go to a place and they've tri- replaced them about $175 a piece. Uh, the airbag could be a pressure sensor. could be many things on there, or the module, airbag module. Uh, the tire pressure monitoring, that's, they're like about $30 a piece. And then your windshield. You know, I think you could recover your money at, uh, as you sold it, especially if you sold it to an individual.
1: That's right. Yeah, we've had um, uh, Edmonds on before, and they talk about if you uh, sell a party to party car, you can probably get more than if you sold it to a dealer.
2: Right. You know, people get sort of sort of messed up when they trade a vehicle in. The dealer is going to sell it to a wholesaler, and they're going to give you wholesaler price.
1: Hope that helped, uh, Darwin. All right, let's uh, wrap back up with our our struts d- topic. You talked about new cars have predictive struts. Tell us about that.
2: Well, a predictive uh Suspension Suspension. system. So, a predictive uh, suspension system has cameras and sensors, and they can look ahead. You know, they can look for those potholes that we have all over the place in Jackson. They can look for potholes. They can look for anything in. And what it does, it adjusts the suspension before you get to the pothole so you don't destroy your rims.
1: That's a good one. Now, what was ABC? That was mentioned.
2: Well, on the ABC here, it's called active body control. That's an aromatic valve. Uh, matter of fact, Mercedes has that. Okay. Every manufacturer has a different... Suspension system—they call them different, but they all do the same thing.
1: Well, you—you you mentioned Ford had one, and Mercedes has one.
2: Right. If I look through my notes here, uh, on here, is that if you think about suspension systems, like say the aromatic suspension system, then you got one called MagneRide. thats Ford. You got one called Adaptive Di- uh, Dynamics—that's Jaguar. Okay, and then you have a Porsche PASM adaptive uh, system on that one, and then you have Adaptive Variable suspensions for. Uh, electric So all of them have a different name, but they're all active systems, and that means they're always moving.
1: It's interesting to me that... They haven't found one best, or do people have, I guess they have patents on them?
2: They have patents on them. Ah. You know, um, you think about Continental Tire here in uh, Clinton, they make a suspension system. Oh,
4: okay. You know, they
2: don't make it in Clinton, but they do make a suspension system. Uh, Mercedes has their own, you know, so they're all intertwined, and they get them from different companies. So what,
1: if uh, if, you're ha- if you're having trouble with the suspension system, what will the mechanic look at?
2: Well, he's going to look at, uh, first, he's going to go to the electronics. If it's an active system, he's going to go to the electronic and look at the scan tools and see if there's any codes in the system. Then they will look for vibrations. They'll look for pulling to the left or the right. They'll look for uh, any bushings that may be worn because all of that has to do with the suspension system, how the tires are wearing.
1: Is there anything we can do to help maintain our suspension systems?
2: Not really, just have it checked <laughs> regularly.
1: All right, we got one minute left. You got any road trips coming up?
2: Mm, fixing a lot of town in April. Oh, okay. Going to Israel.
1: Hmm. Oh wait, okay. Well, you're not driving there, though. Not driving.
2: So well, I'm sure we'll go to Oxford in a couple of weeks. But you know, getting ready to go to Israel.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that. Oh, I went there in 2019. We'll oh, talk. Yes. But uh, yeah, we took a, a drive to the beach this last weekend. Oh, it was so nice. Oh, and there's a Bucky's. There's a in, uh ees outside of Mobile in Foley, so that was fun. It's not as big as the ones in Texas, but uh, that was fun to, to go at. And I am just loving driving my rental car that has the lane assist and the cruise control
2: stopping distance. You know, how you like that commercial they have, the lady and the man's asking where they want to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, they, they talk uh, us. And then they, want to, they come up to a truck and the vehicle stops and says tacos, Yeah. Well, a lot of vehicles have that now.
1: That is fantastic. You know? Yeah. I thought it would, you know, really try to wrestle you, but it doesn't. No, it no. gently reminds you.
2: Gently reminds you. You know, I like when I'm driving my wife's car, uh it will tell me that do I need to pull over and rest? And because what it, if you weave a little bit, it's oh. going to tell you you got to go pull over and rest? Oh man, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> that's going to wrap us up for today's auto correct. Thank you Jay White. Thank you Michelle McIntyre. do and for coach charlie melton master technician i'm liz gill thanks for listening to autocorrect on mpb think radio
0: an MPB Think Radio podcast.